on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Some bits at the end were frustrating, but um, yeah, I thought we looked at it and you know, listened and played us a, a challenging way at various times, but I thought there's a lot of things we did right. We just couldn't quite get the, the scoreboard ticking over as, as nice as we'd like, but the fact of the matter is I thought we, we played a pretty good brand of footy, just couldn't quite get the polish on the end, left a lot of goals on the table and, and opened the door a little bit late and they, they took advantage of that. You know, they had some good ball movement from the back half. I think they kicked five goals from there and challenged us at various stages. But look, I think it was a good contest. We really enjoyed coming up here. We loved it. Uh, it was a great occasion and we're happy to walk away with the four points. Damien Hardwick there in the Coach's Corner for Host Plus, proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. Host Plus, we go with you. This is Jack Revolt's Tiger Time, the latest on Tom Lynch. As soon as it comes to hand, Jack, but we can't hold back any longer. He doesn't do many interviews, your next guest, but he's going to be a delightful addition to the show tonight. He is, he is, and he's, uh, he's a man in form at the moment. I'm joined by young Tigers midfielder Shea Bolton, and you don't, you don't do a lot of media, do you? Nah, not really. Why is that? Oh, I'm not really the talkative person, so... <laughs> well, I promise you this will be pretty easy tonight, mate. Yeah. Um, and I won't try and stitch you up. Nah, all good, not, not till Not till the end. Yeah. Um, mate, I, I, you've, you've been in fantastic form. I, I want to talk about the weekend first, and we'll, we'll get on to the game, but um, what, a, what a great honour to, to design the Indigenous Jumper. Um, what did that mean to, to you and, and your family? Because I think your family were involved in making it, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, nah. Um, like I was saying, you know, um, it means the means the world to you know me and my family back home, especially you know playing the game in Darwin. Um, you know, uh, pretty strong Indigenous um, country down there, and um, and yeah, we just um, you know designed the jumper, and I pretty much wanted to make the jumper, um, you know, about all of us brother boys coming, um, you know, together to represent all of us, um, you know, because we're all playing this game together. Um, and, you know, we all celebrate and our culture together, so I wanted to make the jump of um, just about all of us Aboriginal boys. Um, and, yeah, so pretty much who we made it was just, oh, who designed the Guernsey? It was me, my mum, um, and my two nans back home, so, yeah. And we'll, we will get a, uh, a shot of the jumper up, and the people would have seen it on the... Um on the TV on the weekend. Can you run us through a little bit? So we've got the, the six footprints on the front. Now, what do they represent? Yeah, so the six footprints um, represent, um, you know, our six Aboriginal boys um, coming together. So the um, the circle in the middle, which is the um, campfire, the gathering place, um, is Richmond. And we're all coming together um, from our different... So I'm coming from Perth and Stacks. And you're, from are you in Noongar? Yeah, Noongar. Right? We're all coming together um, to Richmond... Um, all together and coming together. Have you had um, much feedback from the boys from the the, the quality of the jumper? Because I was pretty impressed. Yeah, um, uh, the, um, we had a photo shoot um, before the game, and yeah, the boys loved it. Um, especially because you know I didn't really I didn't want to make it about myself. I wanted to put their language groups in there, and their, um, yeah, I just wanted to make it about all of us Aboriginal boys celebrating um, this game and that special game in Darwin. So yeah. And Darwin, mate, it was, um, well, Daniel grew up playing footy in Darwin and has a, a pretty strong family tradition there, as well as Xavier Clark, who's involved in uh, involved in the Richmond Football Club as well. What, what was it like playing in Darwin? Was it as special? Like, it was special for me because um, I got to see what it's like and, and, and see uh, how much the Indigenous people up there and people up there love their footy. But from a young Indigenous man, was it, it, was it as 
probably the, the most special game you've played in bar grand finals. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, it's it's up there um, with the most special games I've played is because um, I've never been to Darwin and um, knowing, like, I didn't know there was that much, like, I knew there was Indigenous people there, but I didn't know there was a lot of Indigenous people there. Um, so, yeah, just seeing Indigenous people just around the ground um, while you're playing is just so unreal. Like, you, you kind of just feel like you're playing at home, like, back in your own state, um, you know, because... It's just like their family, pretty much. But you like you're playing there, and um, yeah, it just feels unreal. And especially that Daniel, ne- Daniel, you know, is from there. Um, yeah, just like it was just a special game for you know all of us Aboriginal, Aboriginal boys. So yeah. And you, mate, well, you, you played fantastically well and took away the you can award for for best on ground. Um, the moment after the game, this is this is I, I think one of my favourite memories and moments from from the weekend was um, that Xavier Clark, who you've got a really strong relationship with, um, actually presented you with the award. What did that mean to you? Yeah, it was it was unreal. Um, you know, I pretty much because before um, AFL, Xavier was actually my coach um, for Flying Boomerangs. Um, so um, I've known him for a while, even you know before coming um, into the AFL system. So. Um, Getting it presented um, by him was just so unreal and um, very special in my heart. Um, you know, he's a pretty special person to, you know, all of us Aboriginal boys. So, um, yeah, it was so unreal getting it presented by him. So, yeah. And it's been a, a, a breakout year for you. You played in the, the Premiership last year as a as a small forward and a little bit of time on ball. But yeah. um, due to a couple of injuries and, and you developing as a player, you've been able to play a bit more midfield time. Um, where Where's... Have, have, did you play midfield as a as a junior? Uh, yeah, little bits now and then, but mainly for mainly small forward. And have you in? Well, you, have you clearly you've enjoyed the opportunity of, of playing in there? Who who's been pivotal for for you to go from playing half forward to to now playing in the midfield? Um, I'd have to probably say X is also one. Um, you know, playing in a VFL, um, I think a couple of times like. I'd play in the AFL and I'd play f- small forward and then I'll go down to VFL and um, play in the midfield. Um, I think, yeah, X and Mini were the main ones that, um, you know, pushed me to get in the midfield and um, wanted me to uh, just work on my work rate. Um, that, that was probably the most one out of um, all of them is just getting fitter and um, working every day on my work rate into, you know, every contest and trying to get... So I'll just have to say, many pushing me at training and X pushing me at training. Um, you know, I think my first year, um, I probably like didn't work as hard as I, I work now. Um, just the little things that you know, tell them like work hard, like um, just in the lap, like maybe you know be at the front with the boys. Um, just these little things that um, kind of changed my mind um, of working harder and um, you know. I think once you work harder, you know, things get easier, um, you know, on field and stuff like that, so, yeah. And you, you really have sort of cemented yourself in the spot. Did, did you see... Sometimes players can um, surprise themselves, and I probably went through this a little bit in 2010, and all of a sudden I kicked a bunch of goals, and I was like, oh, hang on a second, I, I really belong here. Have you have you found that this year with you, that all of a sudden you've been given this chance to play in the midfield, and you really belong in there? Do you, do you feel that? Yeah. Um, yeah, now I feel I feel like more comfortable um, in the midfield. Um, but yeah, I just I just try to take you know every game at a time. I try to take a bit of bit of stuff out of everyone. You know, like Shedder, 
Dusty, um, Lambo, even just Lambo, um, teaching me instructions. Because I remember the first time I went in there, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a bit confused. So, um, you know, I went with Lambo and um, asked him, you know, to help me out with the structures and draw them down for me. Um, so pretty much, you know, all the boys have been a big support, um, you know, of me coming in there. But, yeah, I finally feel... Um, good in the midfield and um, I feel like that's my spot. I want to ask you this question um, because I, I grew up a Sydney supporter. Uh, my favourite player was Troy Cook. And I got the chance to sit next to him one day at a game um, and they got beaten by Hawthorne uh, and I cried. Um, I was 20. No, I wasn't. I was only <laughs> six, I think. <laughs> but uh, he he became my favourite player. Growing up as uh, were you were f- you were from oh, WA, so you were Freo or West Coast supporter growing up? Freo. And who was your favourite player? Uh, my favourite player was Michael Walters. Michael Walters. Yeah. You've got a bit of Michael Walters about him. Do you try yeah. and base your game a little bit about the way he goes back? Because he, he plays forward and he plays mid as well. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Still to this day, I, I watch him how he plays. Um, you know, when he plays, well, especially when I watch Freo, I just mainly watch him and, um, you know, kind of critique him on his uh, way he goes about his football. Um, but, yeah, he's pretty much, um, you know, different. He's like the same type of build as me. He's, you know, he's not a big-bodied midfielder. Um, you know, he can go forward when they need him or um, in the midfield when they need him. And, um, yeah, that's why I still to this day, um, you know, try to put my game on him and how he plays. So, yeah. I can see, well, I can't see, but I can certainly feel that there'll be a lot of people listening to this radio show at the moment that are massive Richmond supporters and they know how good of a player Michael Walters is. And you're certainly heading down, down the same path as him. Now, one thing that people might have picked up from social media on the weekend was... The uh, the Black Lives Matter shirts that we have been wearing in the in the pregame, um, and we put a little number ten on them for for Shedder. What's what's he been like as a as a role model for you? Um, yeah, no, nah. he's been you know special not even to me to all Aboriginal boys as as you know. I think he's been same time as you at the club. You know, the yeah, long, he's a bit he's older than me. Yeah, I keep telling older. That. <laughs> yeah, but he's um, you know he's been here for a while and just having him in our presence, um, you know, is something special to all of us Aboriginal boys, um, you know, even just giving us a little message like on the weekend, oh, good luck, brothers, like, hope you do well. Um, just all the little things he does is so special and so powerful, um, you know, even even you can pretty much say all of us Aboriginal boys look up to him as, um, you know, pretty much a um, big brother, um, you know, he just looks after us, all of us boys and... Um, yeah, he's so caring and special to us, so yeah. Well, there is one of the brother boys that isn't Indigenous, but he thinks he is, and that is, that is Big Cholly. Now, you and Cholly, Marbio Chol, have got a very... You guys are very good friends. Have you, how proud have you been to see the way he's developed into a player this year? Because he's, he's having a fantastic year as well. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's great, um, you know. He's just playing his role for the team, you know, he's kicking goals. Um, you know, he brings, I reckon he brings something different to our team, you know, because um, he can ruck sometimes when, you know, Soldo's tired or, you know, they can put him down forward. Um, but, yeah, I think he, he he was only playing football when he was, like, 12 or something. So, um, you know, he hasn't um, had that much experience growing up playing football and um, the way he's going to base football now is unreal. And um, I think... He's just here yeah, playing some great football. Who would win in a foot race out of you two? Because he, 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 we saw the play against Port Adelaide where he did the dash down the wing and then took on a tackle and basically took on the whole Port Adelaide team and then handballed it to me for the Joe the Goose. Who, who would win in a race out of you two? I reckon I'll maybe have Jolly 
about 50 metres, then I reckon... Do you reckon his big legs will start going? Yeah, I reckon his big legs will start leaving me then. Oh, well, final question, mate, and this is... um, I've prepped you for this one because I asked you if you knew what Survivor was and you said no. So I've had to try and explain what Survivor (laughs) is. If... Who, who would you like? Who would you vote out of the hub? So we've Tom Lynch has voted Jake Arts out, and we had Minnie Andrew McWalter on the show last week, and he voted out Liam Baker because he lied to him about a about not playing golf and playing FIFA in, instead. Who would you get out of this hub at the moment? Because we're seven weeks in, and we start to get a bit tedious of people. And mm. who's who's the one that you would vote out? Ooh, who would I vote out? Um, I would have to say Shorty. Shorty, and yep. why is that? Just the way he just talks so much. He, you reckon he talks? Uh, he's he talking talks crap too much. Yeah, is he? yeah, he talks too much crap, and uh. Uh, <laughs> you always see him, and he's just always talking. Like you walk down, he'd be like, just telling one of the stupidest stories. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to say Shorty. Well, there you go, Jack. Jaden Short's been voted out of yes. the hub, and the other thing that the other thing that Jaden Short does is. Well, uh, he he walks around in his budgie smugglers, and it's not a not a great sight, not a great sight. But I think I've, I think this has just popped up. On yeah, I was going to say, do you want some good news? Yeah, give us some good news. Tom Lynch is free, clear free to man. play, not guilty oh, of striking. Free man, there you go, not guilty of striking. So they'll be celebrating down in the dining hall, and that's where Shay Bolton's going to head now. <laughs> Thanks, Shay, for joining us, mate. We really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Stick around, plenty more to come here on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience, bringing you the show each and every week. 1300 736 736 to join Jack on the phone and 0433 9811 16 on the text.